Hello, friends, and welcome to Season 7 of the Future Ready Librarians podcast series, Leading from the Library. This is a podcast for all librarians wherever you are in your journey. It is filled with amazing guests, important topics, and engaging conversations that will inspire, engage, and support all of us as Future Ready Librarians. I am your host, Shannon McClintock-Miller. I am the District Teacher Librarian at Van Meter Community School in Van Meter, Iowa, and serve as the Future Ready Librarian's Leader. I have the pleasure of working within my library and school community, and also with others around the country and world through Future Ready Librarian events, conferences, consulting, writing, and more. I am honored to bring these voices and the work of others to our podcast and to all of you. Okay, friends, well, you are in for a treat today for this podcast, because today I have two amazing guests and dear friends. I have Kevin and Willie on the show. And I would say if you are listening to this podcast, if you're walking or driving to school, that after you listen to this, you probably need to look it up also on our YouTube channel because we have some very special things to talk about and share today with Kevin and Willie. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having us. Um, I'm, I'm Kevin Boozer. I'm a media specialist at Reuben Elementary School in Silver Street, South Carolina, and also at Whitmire Community School in Whitmire, South Carolina. And this is Willie Puppet. Hey, everybody, it's Willie. Oh, I'm so excited to be on a podcast. We were on the radio one time, but never a podcast, but I'm a little nervous. So Willie is five and Willie helps out in the library. So he is with all of the classes, especially pre-K, kindergarten, and first and second grade. And we're glad to be here. We're so happy to have you. And Willie, I can't imagine coming into the library and for the first time, I think about the kids going back to school and those little ones, when they come in the first time and they meet you, they just have to be so excited. <laughs> I get excited too, very much. We just saw some students last night for open house and, and some of the pre-K and kindergarten. And even Willie is new to one of my schools, so you could see them really lighting up as they, as they saw him. Oh. I think that's so amazing. And when I asked you to be on the show, Kevin, like I just admire the work that you do so much and bringing that joy to reading and to books and to the library. And I think about like my own mom was a kindergarten teacher before I was born. And she always talks about like, how she was the music teacher and she did art and she was the one that, you know, got them books. And, and she was that person. A lot of times how I think that we can feel and the things that you do, especially within your library are so special. And that's something that I really wanted you to share today on how you bring that reading joy through Willie and through the other things that you do within your library. Okay. Well, you may can see the guitar in the background. We use music a lot. And I actually started, I was a, a newspaper reporter before I went to library school and became a media specialist. And I realized I really would love this job. Um, and I thought of some of my really fun teachers, 
my fourth grade teacher, Ms. Doolittle in particular, who read with voices and how interesting and fun that was. Also, I have been writing for children for about eight years for a Christian children's magazine. It's since defunct, but it's the Little Lutheran magazine. And so I had done those things and I'd been in the media world and it all just sort of connected here uh, in, the, in the library. Yeah, we love that. And we love songs and sharing those. We, we do. And I, I kind of stumbled into the reading joy theme. Um, well, somewhat, let's say serendipity played a big role. Uh, we changed some church songs and some camp songs to fit reading in there. So instead of I've got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart, we sing I've got the joy of reading, joy of reading down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. Oh, that's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> that is so great. Well, and I think that when you, you know, you think about the way that not only kids love like to sing, but when you're singing about skills or singing about something that you want them to like feel not just that joy of reading, but joy of learning or, or no, you know, whatever it might be that they're interested in it makes it so much more meaningful and exciting for them and something that they're going to remember forever. And those are the things, the experiences that you're giving your kids that they're so lucky to have. It is very relatable. In fact, we started, uh, and I have a little talk with them every year. I say, look, I'm a teacher, not a preacher. So we can talk about school related things and not church if uh, if you ask me questions, I can answer the questions, but there's this law. Well, my daddy says that's a stupid law. Well, we'll talk about laws another day. Let's talk about the song, you know, and then um, we'll use the time to talk about public domain and copyright and which songs we can make and which songs we can't. I did a really cool song a few years ago uh, to the tune of Mr. Piano Man. It was like, read us a book. You're the library man. Use all the voices you like, but I've never used it. Yeah, Billy Joel's people have not called. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> so we don't have permission for Billy Joel to use that one. But thankfully, a lot of camp songs and other songs are um, public domain, or I've come up with some original ones too. So I'm sure that people listening are probably like, well, I want to use those too. So how can other librarians use the songs that you've created for your library? Well, they are welcome to do that. I've posted a lot of them to YouTube. So if you look for at Mr. Library Man SC, like South Carolina, that's my handle on Twitter. That's my handle on YouTube. And I've been putting the songs there. A lot of times I record them in front of a green screen. So if you'd like, you can just drop the background of your library in as if I'm visiting with you. And uh, some of them aren't library related necessarily. Last year, in fact, I came up with one on the fly, on the spot called I Will Not 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 Argue About My Spot, Spot, Spot for Kindergartners. <laughs> they were arguing about their spot and I strummed a C chord and I strummed another chord and they looked at me and I looked at them and then it just sort of happened. So oh, that's awesome. I will not, not, not argue about my spot, spot, spot. I will not, not, not argue about my spot, spot, spot. I will not, not, not argue about my spot. Spot, spot. I will not. I will not. I will not. 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 So. Did they, did they love that, Willie? Oh, they they have loved that one. <laughs> yes, they do. It's a favorite. It's your. It's my favorite. One of my favorites. 
anything syncopated, anything staccato, things like that. Um, I've learned a lot from Eric Litwin, the author of the first four Peep the Cat books and the Groovy Joe series. And then he has a book called The Power of Joyful Reading. And just in seeing how he did some of his early work with the, the Nut series and Hazelnut and how simple his chord progressions are, how a lot of them are similar to his speaking tone. So that that helps me because I'm an okay singer, but not, you know, I'm a teacher. I'm not a, I'm not a professional musician or anything, but it's enough talent to use for this. Um, I've also talked to people about how to do the puppet voice because how do you do that? And you kind of have a have a touchstone in your mind of, of the sort of like when you're reading with voices with a book. It's really kind of the same kind of thing um, with Fred Rogers. A King Friday, always on the note of D, always on the note of D. And so then you can get to King Friday right away. We have another puppet. He's a male nurse. And I patterned his speech patterns after our awesome library assistant, Maurice Wyatt in Whitmire. He and Martha Hill, the, the middle and high school librarian, our great team over there. So I had to give them a shout out. But when Coach Wyatt answers the phone, he says, this is Coach Wyatt. And so for Nurse Ray, Nurse Ray Rhymes, she says, this is Nurse Ray. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That is so fun. How many puppets do you have? Oh, golly, I've lost count. A, a lot of people have given me some over the years. So there's a pirate, uh, there's a doctor, probably around 12. Oh, but Willie, yep. you're his favorite, though. Yeah, we'll say I'm the favorite, of course. But now during the pandemic, it was very interesting. Um, I had to use sock puppets because a puppet like Willie, they considered would be vector borne um, illness spreading. And so what I did is I talked to the nurse and my eyes were huge. I said, what am I going to do with these little kids? Aww. And some friends of mine are ministers and they were using a sock puppet and doing a morning watch kids show on YouTube during the pandemic. And I said, well, can I do what they do? And so I got on YouTube and I learned how to make a sock puppet using the lid of um, cold cuts for the body inside it. Yeah, and every day, Daniel Puppet took a bath in the washing machine. <laughs> and I made five of them, all of them named Daniel, just like George Foreman with his five kids named George to tell them apart. <laughs> and every day I'd wash it and let them quarantine and rotate them through. And that's how we were able to continue. Oh, that's cool. I would love to see those. You'll have to send me a picture. Sure on how you did that. I know. And I, I think too, like, you know, the things that not only bringing like songs to the library, but I know that you also, you know, bring like stories to life with art and the things that you're doing. And that's one of my favorite things to do is tying in, you know, now like STEM activities or tying in art and, and making things like all these amazing books that we have from authors, having kids like truly be able to experience what the author has written and the illustrators have done is such a neat thing for kids as well. It is. I mean, we call it related arts for a reason, right? All those arts connect together, the music, the art, the drawing, the exercises. I mean, I've I've had kids wanting to do cartwheels and show me their latest gymnastics moves in the library. So um, as we relate those arts together, sometimes I get a little more flexibility. I can pull from art. I can pull from music. I can pull from ELA class and they can blend it together and create things on their own. 
One thing that I really love to do too is something that we call magic marker stories. Um, they're called draw and tell stories. And so you start by telling a story and you start drawing a picture. And then by the end of the story, the picture matches and reveals what you're telling. That's so cool. Yeah. I think that you have one like fishing buddies. Tell us a little bit more about that. I, I have one. Um, I actually, I don't know if I can, and show your folks who are watching the YouTube, but all you need is a dry erase marker and a dry erase board. Now, this is the story of Mr. Tim, who I named after our on-day porter here at Reuben, although Mr. Tim is unlike this character because Mr. Tim in the story is a grumpy old man with droopy eyes. And so Mr. Tim here, the only thing that brings him joy in the whole wide world is going fishing. And he goes fishing in the creeks and in the swamps and in the lakes nearby. And he loves to fish with his friend, Bill. Now, Bill is a fly fisherman. Okay. He's a fly fisherman. And one day, Mr. Tim was in a big hurry and he tripped over a root. And when he tripped over the root, he hit his head and he saw stars. Now, after he saw those stars, it really hurt. And big, tough Mr. Tim had tears running all the way down his cheeks. And so, well, you're going to have to help me with this next part. He, he realized that he couldn't just sit there and, and feel sorry for himself. He had to shake it off. So he said, like that. So he puffed his cheeks out shook it off and decided he had to go find his buddy because he couldn't catch any fish otherwise. And he loved to fish. Well, there was a lake in the swamp and there was a pond. They both had some scum on them because this is a swamp after all. And sure enough, as soon as he gets to the lake, he sees his friend, Mr. Bill Frog, And Mr. Bill Frog is ready to help him fish because ever since he was from an egg to a polywog to a tadpole to a full-grown frog, Mr. Bill Frog has been fascinated with fishing and collecting the different kinds of bait for his good buddy, Mr. Tim. <laughs> so... I'm going to have you like zoom with our kids because you could be like a storyteller and it's so awesome. That is well, so cute. You can find books on, well, thank you. And um, you can find books on these that are called draw and tell stories. They have them for the alphabet and other things. But um, one thing that I found is that they don't necessarily connect to the standards and things that our teachers are doing now which isn't, wasn't a bad thing in 1989 when the book came out. But um, with the one I just showed you with Mr. Tim and the Fishing Buddies, if you're a classroom teacher, that one had a lot of content embedded in it. So it has habitat. It yeah. has um, life cycle, beginning, middle, and end. A lot of ways it can connect to those standards and have some, some meat to it. So, and, and I did one way back in the pandemic about uh, bats and echolocation. And a child was studying from home in kindergarten and he watched the video and he memorized it. And he came to school two years later and told me all about echolocation and drew all the pictures and just knew all the facts. 
because it was embedded in his mind. Yeah, he remembers that. And that's the thing that you're doing through, you know, art and also Willie and all of the things. And, and I think that's, I think that's the cool thing. And anything that we can do, you know, when my teachers, when they asked me, you know, to come and do something that maybe they're getting ready to wrap up a unit or they're kicking one off. I have an art degree. And so that's like something that I'm really passionate about and being innovative. And I'm always thinking like our kids use so much technology that how can we also get them to use their hands and use their voice and their minds and, and be creative and have fun. And I think those are the special things that we can bring in, in libraries a lot of times. And what, what you're doing is just so inspiring. Uh, I agree with you there, trying to bring in the art and make those connections with kids. So I, I didn't realize you had that degree. So you can pull a lot, I'm sure, to to help support the curriculum. And Yes, just... I love that part. That's yeah. so I had a I had a question too, like when you were talking, do you collaborate with your related arts teachers, like your art teacher and music? And I'm sure that they they love the things that you're doing in the library too. We do. Now, my, my schedule is fully fixed. And so and there's our two. So sometimes the collaboration is we're out on car duty in the morning. Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm trying that. And we sort of will um, toss ideas back and forth. But yeah, our our music teacher is is new over at Ruben this year. Our art teacher is, too. So we've had some collaborative time already. I also do the yearbook. And so last year, our art teacher had a contest and we had four students draw pictures of eagles for the Reuben Eagles that made the cover of the yearbook. And this year we started on a song called Eagles Rise to Success at RES that our music teacher and I were working on the other day. So it's great to collaborate. That's so awesome. Well, and again, like those are the things that make the memories for the kids and make learning so fun. I think that's, that's amazing. Now, Willie, I have a big question for you and I'm sure that our listeners would love this too. Well, first, Willie, I have to ask you, you were on a radio show. Yes, Miss Shannon. I was on the radio. So our local AM station, 1240 WKDK uh, during the pandemic, one of the DJs there is, is a friend of mine. Yeah, she did a community bounces back feature. She sure did. And so part of that, they did an interview with me for using the puppets. And um, I was reading a lot on Facebook in a read alouds group. And so they, they were profiling that. Yeah, but she loved it. And I loved it so much. We came back on the show. We did. We came every week, twice a week. And we would be on the show. And I even got to rap on the radio. You want to share that with her? I would love to. So it goes like this. I like to read books, read books, read books. I like to read books, read books, read books. I like to read the books on my bedside table. I sound out the sight words when I'm able. I like to read books, read books, read books. (laughs) Willie, that is the best. (laughs) That was his musical debut. debut, So, yeah. Well, Willie, you're going to come to Van Meter and we're going to have you on on little Zoom and you're going to teach our kids that rap. How about that? Oh, that would be wonderful. We would love that. Oh, we sure would. That would be very Yeah, special. we're gonna we're gonna plan it. We start back on the 23rd and we're gonna plan this, Willie. But Willie, I have to, I would love for you 
to tell our readers what your favorite books are, because, you know, when we have guests on, one of the things that we love to do is share books that we're reading and that our kids love, but we would love to hear what your favorite books are too. Ooh, I'd love to hear that too. Well, I, I love Groovy Joe, love my doggy ice cream, love my doggy ice cream, do 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 do. And he likes a lot of books that have songs with them, don't you? Yeah, I sure do. But I also love Mercy Watson and Because of Winn-Dixie. I like the dog. I do too. I love those books. So good. I know, like I have been just collecting books that I think my kids would love to hear when we start school. And so it's, it's just a fun time of year to listen to all these. And Willie, I need to send you my new book and maybe you can think of a song that goes with that too. Oh, that one. Yeah. Because we heard your other one about staying safe online with Emily, Miss Emily Arrow. We know that one. You got a new book. Oh, that's exciting. I'm going to send it to you. Thank you very much. You guys made my whole day. Thank you so much for joining us for. This is the highlight of our day too. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Loved it so much. And we'll have to have you back on again, Willie, because you are definitely a star and you make such a difference in the lives of those kids that you work with. Oh, thanks for everything you do too. It's so special. In the library. Yeah, we love libraries. And thank you for having us today. It was a highlight of our day as well. Looking forward to collaborating soon. Me too. Thank you so much, Kevin and Willie. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. As always, thank you to all of our listeners for joining us for this episode of the Future Ready Librarian podcast series, Leading from the Library. And a very special thank you to our sponsors, Follett. You make a difference in our libraries, schools, and within our lives and that of our students every day. We appreciate everything you do. I hope you can take what you learned in today's podcast and put it to use within your practice as a future-ready librarian. If I can support you in any way, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at Shannon M. Miller or to my email at shannonmcclintockmiller.com at gmail.com. I am always happy to help. Until next time, friends, keep finding ways to lead within and from your library.